Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Hey, everybody. Patty Dominguez here. We have a very special show. I love this guy so much because he has been so pivotal to me and my career. And I'll just put some some context to that because it was May of 2013. That is the first time I met Kurt Molly. And I had a lot of anxiety going on. I had quit my job in January that year. Didn't know exactly what I was going to do. And he's just been an incredible person to me. Helped me through this whole process of figuring shit out. (laughs) in my entrepreneurial career. He helped me to close the gap on replacing my income just in an exponential way. So pivotal, take out a piece of paper and a pen. You're going to take a lot of notes because this guy knows what he's talking about. He is a guru. I absolutely think that he is all that and then some. So Tim, do you want to do an introduction? Yeah, well, I mean, not only are you going to learn from a mentor and an inspirational person, but you're going to be learning from someone who has, spends over $100,000 a month in Facebook ads. Uh, I, like Patty said, you want to make sure you listen to the end because you're not going to want to miss what Kurt has to share with you. Definitely going to want to you know, turn down Facebook, even though we're talking about Facebook. Shut off Facebook, solitaire, spider solitaire, everything you got going on, just Take that off. Um, We're going to have an amazing show, so please give your attention. You're going to want to listen to this again, so sit back and enjoy the ride. Because if you ever have you ever felt overwhelmed by Facebook advertising, you know how to run an ad or how to make sure you weren't wasting money if you were doing the ads the right way. Well, you're going to learn this on this call. You'll walk away with great information you can put into your business right away. The Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Kurt Molly. Do you guys have theme music? <laughs> we, we do. do. <laughs> I will have to send you the theme music, Kurt, because seriously, I love it. I'm not just saying that, but I it's do. like Shaft. It, it is like Shaft. When I sometimes when I present on stage, they'd have theme music. So. That was a really good introduction. I appreciate that. I just want to know if it came with theme music later. It it is indeed (laughs) going to come with theme music, and it will impress you, I have no doubt. Perfect. So, Kurt, tell us about your trajectory to where you are now, because it is very impressive, and people will talk about, hey, that's Kurt Molly. Hey, he's a guru. He's on Facebook, and I see you (laughs) everywhere personally, and I know that there's a backstory behind it all, and there has been a series of failures through the entire process. So if you can help shed some light on what your journey has been like, that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I can I can take it back a couple of years ago and and I'll make this really quick, but basically what I decided to do is I decided to that I wanted to make money online. Uh, woke up on Monday, by Tuesday I earned seven figures and it was one of the best adventures <laughs> by hitting two buttons in my entire life, right? <laughs> and that's that's the story that everybody thinks, right? They're right. like, "Oh, wow, he's so lucky." And it's like, Patty, you've known me for years. It's like, luck. No, it's called hard work, determination, and you just don't ever give up. So um, really my story starts is uh, I used to run call centers for 15 years, and uh, that was just kind of my niche. I never went to school. I never went to college. I tell people I have a Ph.D., 
which is a public high school diploma. <laughs> and, um, you know, I ran call centers for the longest time, and my niche was really sales and people skills. And, and I really started to get into language skills. Well, I'll never forget the day I looked at the clock. Um, this was uh, by the time I moved all over the country running call centers. Like I was a head, people would headhunt me and they'd come out and they'd pay me bonuses to move out. So it was uh, for someone with a high school diploma, it's kind of treated like a little rock star. You know, I thought making seventy-five or a hundred thousand dollars a year was the 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 holy grail. Right. Um, but I looked at the clock one day and it was like two fifty. I'll never forget this. And I'm like, man, just a couple more hours. Like that's it. And, I, and it hit me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm worried about leaving work early now. I have. 40 years left of this. <laughs> yes. I, and it scared yeah, me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no way. So I just started telling everyone that I was going to get into real estate with my dad. And it was interesting. By The more that I spoke it you know, into existence and I just mm-hmm. talked about it over and over, mm-hmm. pretty soon there did come a point where I'm scared, but I already told everybody what I was going to do. Am I a man and go back on my word? or? So I just had to forge forward, right? So I got into real estate. Long story short, got into real estate, put uh, – $40,000 cash into my pocket uh, as an unexperienced, uneducated entrepreneur that has never had $40,000 in their pocket all at once. You can probably guess where the real estate market went in 2007 and very quickly where my refinance went. So by a sequence of events, no fault of my own, just some interesting decisions, is I, uh, I ended up losing everything in real estate. When I say everything, I mean uh, I was in the NFL club, so no friends left, no fun left, and I had no funds left in my bank account. So pretty much I had to figure out a way that for me, I didn't have any money or credit anywhere else to start. I was too proud to ask anybody for help, and I wanted to figure this out on my own. So again, by a sequence of events, and you know everything happens the way it's supposed to, um, I bought some internet marketing programs, thought, well, wait a minute, these people are selling this to $47.00. Or for $47 to other people who want to learn internet marketing, what about if I just help small businesses and I just did this for small businesses versus reselling the information? And that took me on to, uh, led to a radio interview here in town with someone who's made over, uh, here in Austin, Texas, someone who's made over $25 million online at that time. And because of the personal coaching and development I got along the way, you know, it was, there was for a long while, I told Patty this, that, that I was broke. You know, I had no money, no credit, no friends. Um, but then once I got a lot of personal coaching and started working on myself, then I realized I was just underfunded. I wasn't broke. I just didn't have the funds at this time, but I wasn't broke. That's right. So from asking people, uh, you know, questions and getting to know more about them, that's how I built relationship with this individual that had done 25 million online. I, he invited me over to his house for coffee. He just wanted to know if we could hang out to get to know each other, which I thought was a great business principle. And, uh, I saw someone make $500,000 in two hours online. And it just, it just, like, it was a whole different point of consciousness. Like, there's a whole line in the sand, like, wow, I was really excited to make seventy-five dollars or $100,000 a year. I just saw somebody make a, a half a million dollars in three hours sitting in his house where it took three employees. So what ended up happening is, is that individual helped me start my very first product. That indivi- I started working with that individual and helping them with their product launch. And then all of a sudden, because I was working with this one specific person that lots of people recognize, people said, wow, if you're working with Mike, I want to work with you. What are you doing? How are you doing it? And my business became based off my language, how I was able to connect with people. But at the end of the day, as I can connect with people, uh, and then I'll kind of give you the, the conclusion of the story, I can connect with people, but I also know that I can perform. You know, there's two different things. 
A lot of people will shake hands and say, hey, look what I can do for you. But if they're not willing to make mistakes or put their neck on the line to really perform, you know, the, the, your reputation doesn't last long. So let's fast forward four years. I have a multiple seven-figure company. Um, I have 14 employees. Um, we don't owe anybody any money, um, no credit whatsoever, cash in the bank. We have a full-size agency where we only work with companies who have seven- and eight-figure funnels. So not only do I get to see us run traffic, and by the way, I actually run a couple hundred thousand a month. We run just a hundred thousand a month just on one client. We spent over five million last year on Facebook. But now, as I was telling Patty earlier, I mean, I travel all over the U.S. and I and I speak. Uh, last weekend, I was at an event. Uh, it's twenty-five thousand dollars a person. There's forty people in the room, and these are people I bought product from in the past that are asking me to consult with them, like uh, John Benson and Mike Konings, and I mean. You know, some people that are responsible for uh, literally hundreds of millions of dollars online. So um, love to walk through the process, but at the end of the day is, yeah, my life is forever changed by a sequence of events and honestly working very, very hard, being very honest and open and never giving up. So That's a true story. I mean, for me, from my perspective, I know that there are skills and habits and the mindset that I've learned from you, if you <laughs> wouldn't mind sharing a couple of those. I don't want to steal it. Well, yeah, absolutely. So- helped you. Yeah, absolutely. So this is so this is really good. Let's talk about uh, a couple of basic fundamentals. And I know this. I don't want this to sound a little woo woo. This is just factual information. Absolutely. So, like for instance, like when Patty, when you and I sat down, yeah. I can remember in Stockton, California, next over by the elevators, exactly where we sat at, what time it was. Um, uh, I don't remember having the conversation. Yeah. And we were talking about you know Patty for the things that you know in corporate America. Man, you can apply this to small businesses in a really big way. And you're like, yeah, I don't know about the processes. I don't know about that. What about – it's not that there was self-doubt. You were just thinking in your corporate mind of, okay, there's a lot of stuff I don't know, so I can't really sell anything I don't know. And I go – one of the speeches I always gave, and I know, Patty, you're going to remember this. And I go, Patty, let me ask you this. If I gave you $10,000 right now, and you know marketing, just traditional marketing, some online marketing. If I gave you $10,000 right now and I said over the next 30 days, will you help me with my marketing? It's a yes or no. And you go, Yes. Is what you said. People who don't qualify say, well, it depends. What are the requirements, right? <laughs> it's exactly. It's all about what you say and how you say it. Right. So what you said is you go, yes. And I go, look, you didn't even ask me all the details. And you're like, well, we'll figure that out. And I go, that's my point. Most people, a lot of people, I shouldn't say most, a lot of people have a deserve issue when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. So if, if Patty goes to someone with your experience, hey, I've worked at a Fortune 5 company in marketing. I know what it takes and I've had clients from all walks of life, it shouldn't be a big deal to ask for the money up front because you know that you're going to perform in your heart, in your soul, in your gut. So it comes down to asking for the money more than anything else. And when I told Patty, I was like, look, people are hiring you. You, They don't care if you know how to code. They don't care if you know about social media. What they care about is that you will get the job done, whether if it's an outsourcer, whether it's another process, but you're a good individual that really cares about your customers. So if you were to receive that $10,000 right now, well, now that's the hard part. The easy part is actually going out and finding the people that will doing the work because you already have a high sense of quality. So all you have to do is ask and have a high sense of quality. That's it. Now, what I would tell people, um, and this is going to go over two things, Patty, that I've, that I've taught a lot for kind of a philosophy. Definitely. Is it's interesting because you know a lot of people start out, whatever you're doing, online marketing, whether you're doing it for a small business, local brick and mortar, but they have a problem with asking for money, right? And they equate it to hours. 
And that's really what an employee does. It's like, well, I could design a website. It could take 30 hours, 30 times 20. Let me figure that out. I could be, um, what is that, 500 bucks? Yeah, 500 bucks. Um, 30 times 20, or is that 5,000? Good thing, you know, see, this is why I hire really smart people. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The right? point it's just, it's just a decimal point. That's 600, right? Yeah. So 600. 600 points. It's 600 bucks. Well, what I would tell my people to do is say, look, sell that, sell that solution for 2,000. They're like, yeah, but I've never done it before. Like, that's not the point. The point is, and I'll tell real quick two stories, is uh, there's, a, there's supposedly, and I'm sure this is an urban legend, but it's a great story. Pablo Picasso is sitting in a cafe yeah. and someone walks up to him and says, Picasso, Picasso, draw me a picture, draw me a picture. And he's like, I'm drinking coffee. He's like, no, draw me a picture, draw me a picture. And he grabs a napkin and he draws the picture within 30 seconds and he throws the napkin at the lady or at the girl. And the girl goes, thanks, Picasso. Uh, how much do I owe you? He goes, that'll be $57,000. She goes, oh my goodness, but it only took you two minutes to draw it. And he goes, yes, but it took me 57 years, three days, and six hours to be able to have the ability to do what I just did for you in a couple of seconds. Exactly. So, you know, I say the same thing about the guy, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard the story, is the FedEx guy uh, walks into a big FedEx, you know, distribution where you imagine all these conveyor belts running, packages flowing, people running around crazy, right? Got to get out the packages for the day. And the whole thing just shuts down. So they call a guy. Guy flies in within 24 hours, overalls, hard hat, um, you know, big old tool belt, big old uh, tool, uh, tool box, walks on in and says, uh, looks around and he goes, uh, what happened? They tell him. When did it happen? They tell him. What sound did it make afterwards? Somebody made up a sound. And he goes, okay, where's box number 32? They go over to box number 32. He pulls a small little wrench out of his front pocket, smaller than his pen, opens up the box, makes a small little adjustment, about a quarter of a turn. Entire factory turns back on and running. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. How much do we owe you? And he goes, well, you owe me $47,000. And they're like, $47,000? You got to break that down for accounting. So we separated out the car rental, the restaurant, the hotel, the travel, and the $44,386 applied to just having the knowledge and resources to know. Notice I didn't say knowledge only. It was knowledges and resources to know exactly what to turn to make it all work. So a lot of people spend time getting ready to get ready, and I'll use this philosophy and answer some of your other questions as well too, but I've really built my business on a philosophy that I've taught Patty as well too, and it's something that we call, uh, that I've learned from a professional profiler in Canada by the name of Blair Dunkley, amazing individual, but it's called IBR, and um, I tell people, if you have ever rocked out at a concert, or if you are a UT football fan, what you can do is you can hold up your hand, right, where your index finger and your pinky finger straight up, right, like the Texas Longhorns or whatever. We'll turn it to its side so your pinky's parallel to the floor and, uh, you know, your index finger's pointed straight out. And what I tell people is I go, touch your very top finger, that is I, your knuckle that's closed is B, and your pinky is R. So let's walk through this. Um, Patty, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch my top finger, so I'm tapping my, touch, my top finger. Patty, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions so I understand your true intention. I, intention. I just want to know what you want, right? B, the middle knuckle. Point to your middle knuckle. B, behavior. Patty, don't worry about it. I'll take care of all the behavior. If I know what you want specifically, I use that word a lot because people speak in emotions, specifically, then R, point to your pinky, 
I'll manage the behavior and you judge me on my result. This is the way I get clients not to micromanage me. I say, Patty, let's, let's talk for an hour. Let's figure out what you really want. This is what you want? Yes. Great. I'm going to take care of all the behavior. You don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to meet on a weekly basis to make sure I'm doing stuff right. You want stuff by a deadline and a date. That's great. You're going to hold me accountable to results. I don't like people to micromanage me. And I want to be really clear on goals up front. And I'll just manage the behavior. So what's really important is a lot of people, as Patty knows, will speak in emotions and they'll use words like, you know, hey, I was really excited, but this thing didn't work out. I'm really excited. What's the thing? Specifically, what are you looking for? So to get people really sensitive on language skills to go through, people are very predictable if you do um, two things. It's very easy. Is it's test and validate with a sequence of questions. And that's it. So the more questions that you can ask to find someone's intention, um, it's really going to help you understand their behavior and desired result. So one last example I'll give you. If Patty and I were hanging out, let's just say, in Colorado, right? Let's say we're hanging out in Colorado and Patty walks in and Patty goes, man, that, that, that uh, apple tree outside, I can make some amazing apple cobbler. You know I was going to do this in here, right? <laughs> <Of course. laughs> so I can make some amazing apple cobbler. Now, that's her intention, right? So her intention was to make apple cobbler. Great. Now, Patty's behavior did not align with her intention. Unfortunately, she just did not have time or did not care to make time for the rest of the group to make that apple cobbler. Now, the result is, since that day a year ago, every time we talk, she has never lived that down. (laughs) So when people, and this is actually, it's a funny story, but what people do is emotionally they say, Why didn't Patty do this? Why, 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 why? And I think through, what was the intention? Patty had pure intentions. It was really nice. What was the behavior? Honestly, she got really busy. That's fine. We were all there. The result? Well, the apple cobbler didn't get made, so it gives me a right to make fun of her and poke fun of her in a while, right? (laughs) And I still owe him the freaking apple cobbler. Yes. But the thing is, and that's our personal joke within us, but you can do the same thing with your spouse or significant other. It's like, look, they came home late. I yelled at them. Then I sat on the couch. So what people do is they think, why me? They never close that open loop. So it literally is, okay, what was my intention? Well, my intention was to talk to my significant other because they were late. What was my behavior? And this is a way that your brain processes the information to help you get a result. Well, my behavior was I came upset and I raised my voice, which I probably shouldn't have. My result is I slept on the couch. So what should I do differently next time? Well, when they're late, I shouldn't yell. I should be more... So what happens is, is you can take an emotional reaction, turn it into a logical thought process. It'll help you complete uh, that thought, release the stress, and know what to do better next time. So it's kind of a long tangent on the whole thing, but that's <laughs> no. a bunch of the and, gold. And that's, and that's great. I mean, you know, you did the, the, the apple cobble story for, for Patty. I, I, you can hear it in her voice that it, it brought back those emotions. Yes. Um, absolutely. <laughs> now, get, getting to like your, your core business, you have a product called Social Media Ad Genius. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that might have the belief that Facebook is confusing. You know, what's the secret that you would uh, tell them or what, you know, what, how would you phrase that to them about Facebook being confusing? Okay, so um, that's really good. We have a, a – let me address that for a couple of different things. So just to be clear is I have two businesses. Um, one of my businesses is Black Box Social Media. So with Black Box Social Media, that's where we run um, paid traffic, you know, referral only – um, and it, it really, we really have a big qualification process if we're going to run someone's traffic. 
they have to spend a, they have to spend a lot of money. So because that's what my employees require is to be paid really good money. Um, but we're really selective because if someone has poor language skills or execution skills, we can't move forward quickly, and we're really big on implementation. So the reason I bring up the agency is because not only do we get to see what seven and eight figure companies are doing online. We also get to hear their language and watch their actions inside their business acumen so we can really see how they run their business, right? So we get some, to work with some interesting people. Our second business is Black Box Digital Products. And what we've done is we've just figured out, okay, we spent over $5 million in Facebook ads alone. What are, we've done it in 35-plus different verticals. So what are the common anomalies that can be applied to any business, so what we've done is we've documented all those processes in a course that we have called Social Media Ad Genius, which is now turned into live events and group coaching and some others. But a lot of people ask me, I was talking to a guy just the other day who's in a very well-known movie in the personal development space, very well, probably the most well-known movie. He has made some really good money because of that exposure. And we were sitting in his BMW, we were sitting in his Mercedes the other day driving down the road and he goes, Kurt. This whole Facebook thing just overwhelms me. Like, what What do I do? When I go, dude, I've spent hours recording videos for you. He goes, I know, but there's so many. What do I do? Watch one video, spend 15 minutes, and then implement that. And then two days later, watch another 15-minute video and just implement it. If you are consistent, I always say – Keyword. Yep. No one ever does anything consistently ever, and those that do typically win. I say this all the time. Yes. So if you're – only just consistent at watching and implementing, you'll see success. It's not difficult, but Patty's seen this because she's worked with me for a long time. It never ceases to amaze me. Like this person, this individual uh, I was talking about writing in their Mercedes was, uh, they're like, oh, it just takes so much time. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to get started. It's so overwhelming. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, for you to be in this big movie, your language is of overwhelm. <laughs> you just have to click on the video. He's like, what do I do next? And then you implement watch it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rinse for the video. They're like, you make it sound so easy. And I'm thinking, and I asked him, I go, did you watch the first video yet? No, I haven't had time to log in. So you've had six months to worry about not doing anything, but never took 15 minutes just to open the book, open the course, hit a button. It all comes down to implementation. So it's actually not that difficult. People make the emotional, uh, that, that, that they're scared more than their actual, you know, hey, what buttons do I hit to make sure that this is going to be a success? Does that make sense? Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. The key point of there, it's not confusing. I mean, if, you, if you're going to eat, how do you say it, Kurt? 800-pound <laughs> elephant? If you're going to eat an elephant, it's one bite at a time, right? One bite right? at a time, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's interesting. So what I do is I've used IBR a lot in my life to let go of a lot of stress. So if I think about this real quick, okay, what's my intention? If I could just advertise my small business here in Austin, you know, I, let's say I have a restaurant. If I could just advertise my restaurant, that would be awesome. You know, my intention is, is to get a thousand new customers into my door every month. Let's make it realistic, right? Well, if I could get just 10 new customers into my door every month, that'd be great. Okay, that's a great intention, right? That's great. So what's the behavior around that? Well, I bought this Facebook course. What do I have to do? Well, I'm going to I'm going to open up and I'm going to watch the very first video. What was the result? Well, the video told me a little bit, but – and I constantly think about that. What was my intention? What was my behavior? What was the desired outcome? What am I going to do different? And I repeat that. So I don't have an emotional attachment. 
of not knowing what's next because I'm always planning my next move, which is very, very important. Absolutely. As far as, you know, as far as the social media ad genius and, and we're talking about Facebook and, you know, people, there's a lot of different, I don't know, people have worries or, or stresses when surrounding Facebook. And mm-hmm. one of those might be like, how do I find my perfect client on Facebook? And, and I know that you'll have, you know, a great, a great answer for, for these people's stresses. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it's, it's, it's so interesting. We were just talking about this yesterday on a podcast that I did. Um, people are always worried about how am I going to get more business off of Facebook? How is this going to work? What's it going to look like? You know, Facebook has some of the best targeting in the world, hands down, absolutely hands down. And they have a great way to follow up with as well, too. What it all really comes down to is you have to decide first what you want. And none of this crap of, well, you know what I want? I just want more customers. Great. Who's your customer? Anyone between 18 and 99 with a credit card that is willing to buy my widget. (laughs) Horrible answer. Right. Because that's who starts showing up. Some people may buy your widget that would never use your widget, don't like their widget, doesn't even probably going to interest you as a widget. There's customer service issues. So what I tell people is really spend time on figuring out your marketing avatar. I mean, I learned this from someone who's made well over $100 million online, and this is some of the best advice I can give, which is literally, okay, I'm going to think about who do I want as a perfect customer? And here's a shortened version of the exercise I go through. It, and this helps everything with targeting. I imagine that I'm on stage in front of a 1,000 people. Sometimes that makes people nervous. I love that. But let's just say you're in a safe place. You're on stage with me for a 1,000 people. Go through this quick exercise. Now, the 1,000 people who are out there in the audience literally um, what, uh, excuse me, literally what basically just ends up happening is Patty and Tim are standing outside the door saying, hey, you, come here, come here, come here, come here. They're just putting a thousand people in the room. There's no qualification, right? Right. And then what happens is, is we're standing on stage and we go, how many people, let's say we're selling an entrepreneurial magazine. How many people here are entrepreneurs? <laughs> let's just say 200 people raise their hand. That's what we do for like a like campaign. How many people here are entrepreneurs? Or do you like being an entrepreneur? So now we let 800 people leave because we only want to talk to those 200. Now, I teach online marketing, for example. So I say, how many here are entrepreneurs that want to learn or are currently advertising online? So then out of the 200, 100 people raise their hand. Okay, great. I'm working with entrepreneurs who are online. Great. And out of that 100 people, how many people here are interested in learning how to market their business with Facebook and their online marketing? 50 people raise their hand. Okay, great. Well, this 50 is my core audience. This is who I really want to connect with, right? right. These are seasoned entrepreneurs. Now, I know my demographics for my avatar. Uh, and, my, and my avatar is looking at my customers as 35 to 55, um, resident of all over the world, really, um, but are interested in marketing online. So what I do is I think, okay, if I really think who my perfect customer is, I'm going to start thinking of their traits because you can track all this for Facebook. Are they married? Are they single? Do they have kids? What kind of magazines do you think that they read? And if you close your eyes and instead of thinking about 50 people, think about the generalistic and turn them into one person. Like I literally close my eyes and I turn my avatar, what, who I'm targeting, into one person. And I name that person. So my person is June. She's 35 to 55, typically has one to two kids at home. And she's looking on how to monetize her blog or monetize her small business in less than 15 minutes a day. So when I start targeting my ads or writing my marketing, I'm not saying words like, 
Hey, everybody. Hey, crowd. Hey, everyone in the audience. I'm literally saying, hey, Jude. So I say, I have something very special for you today. What we, me and my team, what we have put together can dramatically benefit your personal results. So all of my language is based around one person. So when I write, when I write copy, when I target people on Facebook, when I make videos, people will tell me on a regular basis, oh my goodness, when I listened to, watched, read, I felt that you were personally talking to me. So if you are working on your sales funnel, working on your marketing plan, I go through a whole avatar exercise, definitely something I strongly encourage you to do. And then what I encourage you to do is before you record a video, write an email, correct an, or write an ad, close your eyes, take a big deep breath, imagine that your avatar, mine is June, is sitting on the other side of a table having coffee. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to send out an email for an upcoming webinar I have. What would I tell June in our first meeting? So June's sitting right across from me. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, June, I have a really important upcoming webinar coming up on Facebook that I would love for you to be a part of. We've designed it really right around you in these four basic needs. So uh, the webinar is at Thursday at four o'clock. We would love to have you. Notice I said you a lot. Right. They click on the ad. It goes to the webinar. We set up a very special webinar just for you. Here are the six bullet points that you're going to learn on this webinar. Here's the time. Here's the date. People will respond more because it's congruent, and I'm telling you, the targeting is so much easier on Facebook if you know who you want to target. Most businesses come on, they're like, I ran $100 in Facebook ads. It did not work for me. They never spent time on figuring out who specifically they wanted to attract or to talk to. So the avatar component before you do any targeting is the most important thing because the last thing you want is people showing up that you do not want to do business with or exactly. hang out with. That's really important. Well, yeah, that's, that's extremely important because, you know, like you're saying, just because someone is in between 18 and 99 and they have a credit card does not mean that they're the right, the right business partner for you or the right, right, right client for you. And that's why Facebook is so powerful because you can get down to the nitty gritty on so different, many different demographics and like you said, interests and all these different aspects of the personality of the, the specific person that you're trying to reach. Yep. Now, uh, another question here that before we, before we let you go, Kurt, and, and this is kind of goes in, in line with what you're talking about because you just said like, you know, if a business spends $100 and they didn't get any return on it, they're never going to go back to it. And some people might think, well, you know, Facebook ads is expensive to figure out and I, and I don't have that time. So how would you um, answer that, that, that limiting belief? Yeah, it really is. I mean, really. So, here, so here's a couple of things that I just think is absolutely interesting. When people tell me the two following statements, I literally shake my head and feel sorry for them. So please understand that language. I do. When they go, I just don't have the time for this, or I just, you know, I just don't know what I'm doing, or I'm just going to waste money on this. You don't have time for your own business to grow. I'm going <laughs> to waste money. This is how you talk about your business as a waste of money. Like, how many people have ever walked into a restaurant where you know they probably spent fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars building it out? They don't go out and buy once the business is built. They don't go out and buy a cooler and that cooler not work and say, "Oh, you know what? That's it. I'm going to shut down my whole business. This is not going to work. It's too expensive." 
No, they're like, holy crap, I need to figure out another cooler. So treat your business like a business and not a damn hobby. And I say that over and over and over. And think about that. How am I going to treat my business like a business and not a hobby, right? So let me give you, let me give you a great example. You are not investing your money in ads. If you put in $100, it's not going to go up or down. You are not gambling your money with ads. It's not that people go, I'm going to risk my money with ads. That is the dumbest excuse or mentality to have. What you're doing is you're buying data. That's all that you're doing. You're buying data and it's fifth grade math on probabilities. Let me give you an example. If someone tells me, Kurt, I spent $100 on Facebook ads, doesn't work, I'll never do it again. Again, I shake my head because I think, okay, how much time did you spend on your avatar? Kurt, I didn't have time for that. You don't understand my life is busy. And I love that statement, you don't understand, because they're trying to seduce you into their issues and their problems. Right. My products work for thousands of people. So to me, that's just a damn excuse. So what happens is, is, is they say, Kurt, I spent $100 and it didn't work. And I go, specifically, what did not work? They go, my ads, specifically. <laughs> well, I don't know. I put in 100 bucks. Okay, you don't really need the data to even look at. What was your ad? Was it congruent to your avatar? Was it congruent to your landing page? Did you buy enough data? So let's just say $100. Let's just say that each click was a dollar that went to your web page. Statistically, only 100 people have gone to your website. You can build some statistical models off that. And I use the word statistical for laws of probability, not for complicated algebra or math. If 300 people go to my website, I can make some assumptions that, oh, I got 30 people who opted in. So I got 300, I got 300 people to my website. That's a 10% opt-in rate. Okay, I have, I'm always looking for long-term, predictable, scalable traffic. So I'm always buying enough data to figure out, okay, what was my intention? Well, my intention was is I wanted to get leads for my new business. Okay, great. What was my behavior? Well, I tested out a new landing page and I spent $200, got 200 clicks, but only got one sale. Okay, what could I do just a little differently in the process? If you look at it in a very logical approach, you're going to buy enough data to make, uh, to, make um, uh, uh, to really look at the probabilities and the numbers. I'll give you an example. So for my own campaign, Social Media Ad Genius, we spent over $300,000 since we started that campaign in March. I spent over $240,000 in the last four months of the year. Now, 240 grand, you can buy a house with that money, right? Absolutely. Like, for instance, my very first house was $135,000 for, uh, and it was payable over 30 years. My mortgage payment was 1000 bucks a month. And my, when I told my mom I spent over $240,000 in four weeks, she's a blue-collar worker uh, in four months. She's a blue-collar worker, and she's like, oh, my God, how would you make that money? And I go, Mom, here's the thing. It took me about 60 days, 60 to 90 days to figure out if I put in a dollar for ad spend and I make 80 cents back out, I'm making some money, but I'm still losing 20 cents every dollar, right? right. Yep. I make one small adjustment, so I'm losing now 10 cents on every dollar. Well, if I sell them something else later, like I didn't make the money up front, but once you figure out how you put in a dollar and make back a dollar, most people, um, what am I saying? Most people are too greedy up front. They want to put in a dollar and make 10. Otherwise, it doesn't work. 
Um, uh, so I'll kind of go, there's, there's a quick story here is, uh, basically what happens is this, if you can break even on your marketing in the first 30 days, if you can put in a hundred bucks and make a hundred dollars back out in the next 30 days, your marketing was just paid for. And you have leads that you can follow up the next time that they buy some, it's hundred percent profitability. So I use this a lot. Patty knows this is I say, let's just keep this in perspective. And this will answer the whole question about, um, you know, forging ahead with your business. When people tell me they tried 100 bucks and it didn't work out in their business and they quit, you know, I look at them and I shake my head. One of the words I use, um, uh, and uh, you may really appreciate this, Tim, is when someone tells me that, I go, you know what? That's really cute. <laughs> Patty's heard me say this. And they're like, yeah. cute. What the hell does that mean? Well, I want to offend you a little bit. Hopefully, you're listening now. And I go, look, let's keep this in perspective. If you want to open a McDonald's, you have to have a, hundred, you have to have a million dollars net worth. You're going to spend $500,000 to buy the franchise. You're going to spend three months, this actually exists, at Hamburger University inside Illinois. You're going to break even possibly the first year. Then you're going to have 10 to 12% margins uh, after that. And you make all your money on volume. You're telling me that as a business owner compared to McDonald's, you spent $100 and quit? Like if I'm spending $240,000 the last four months, that's because I learned how to put in a dollar and I made a dollar ten. So the next day I'm playing with a little bit of the house's money. I didn't spend $240,000 and write a check. What I did is I spent $100 and turned it into 105. The next day it was 90. The next day I put in the same 100, it was 110. The next day I put in the money, so you can tell by the math, I'm $5 up. But I've actually spent $300. I'm only $5 up. But I have 30 new, uh, I have 30 new opt-ins. So your main goal is to figure out how do I break even in the first 30 days? If I can break even with my ad spend, everything else you do with that customer is going to be profit. So focus on how am I going to treat my business like a business and not a hobby? And how can I buy enough data to make predictable, um, uh, to make predictable models on, wow, I got 500 clicks. That gave me 50 leads. I know how much money I can spend to get leads. At the end of the day, it's fifth grade math. And you can really write your own ticket as long as you know the math and you just don't stop testing. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Now, can you tell our listeners, our Boss Free Society peeps, a little bit more about um, social media ad genius 2.0? I know it's coming out. Just kind of explain to them when it's coming out and just a brief synopsis of what, what it'll help with them. Yeah, I mean, basically what we have right now is, you know, we've, uh, we've documented all of our processes and procedures, like I said, from our agency. And we have, cust- we have, we now with Social Media Ad Genius, we have thousands of customers from all around the world. And we just ended up closing it about a day ago where we offered our product for the first year for $297. A lot of people told me I should be charging two or $3,000 for it because, I mean, we've spent, you know, millions of dollars in ad spend to come up with the acumen of, hey, here's what you should use or here's ideally what you can use. So what we're doing right now is we are completely reformatting the product. It's people loved it, but we want to add more value. We've learned a lot more this past year for the money that we spent as well too. So we're really going to dive into how do you make money with webinars? How do you make money with brick and mortar? How do you make money with an online funnel? How do you make money if you're a realtor? So we have step-by-step processes that we're enhancing. Our product right now, Social Media Ad Genius 1.0, fully up to date. There's a couple of there's a couple of videos that and this is kind of frustrating with Facebook, Uh, depending on when you started your ad account, your screen can look a little bit different. But the avatar training, still solid. How you find your perfect avatar, still solid. 
what we decided to do was our content's great. And honestly, I could have recorded three or four other videos and updated everything. And we're still making updates as we're building for 2.0. But a lot of people said, Kurt, you can sell this for $9.97. And who's the customer that you want? Do you want someone who's on a budget who can only afford $2.97 right now? Here's the thing. If they can only afford $2.97 right now, how are they going to run any money for their ads? If they can't run ads, my program's not effective. Is that the client that I, that I really want is someone who scrapes to buy the program but can't implement? That's the last thing that I want. Right. So we're going to focus on business owners where the price point's going to be right around $9.97, $1,000. And let's be honest, learning a trade skill like running traffic, $1,000 is something you'll easily be able to make back up because I'm going to teach you a skill that you can use for any kind of business and buying any kind of data. So what we decided to do is we're just updating, we're taking some time, updating more, um, more enhancements inside the training, more case studies, more examples, more expert interviews. Uh, and we're going to raise that price because we want to give people all the tools to implement. But man, at the end of the day, I want people to implement. So. That's outstanding. Well, that's what it all is. If you know, if you're just going to learn it without implementation, what you know, what what are you what are you doing, right? Exactly. Kurt, I want to thank you so much for giving your time and your your talent to us today. We are absolutely stoked that uh, you were able to share your wisdom for the boss. We having Kurt on again, so people that are listening, please check out Kurt Molly. We're gonna have all his uh, his social media handles and ways to get a hold of him in the show notes. So go back to our website, bossfreesociety.com. Check out Kurt's uh, all of Kurt's great stuff, and we'll be seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the boss. Boss Free Society Podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society Fan Page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss free minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.